Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Propane Argument Podcast for Tuesday, May 29th, 2018. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Uh, if you'd like to join in on a conversation, you can do so by going to facebook.com slash profanearg, and you can post your thoughts or a link to an article or just comment on stuff that we post there. This week, our 100th episode, Woo-hoo. as I am reminded by Karen. Yay. <laughs> Not really doing anything special, but there is one thing that we will be talking about, Project Blitz. It's something that will tie into a whole lot of the other episodes that we've done. You're not going to ask each one of us a series of five questions on what we remember from the past hundred shows? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. No. Okay. I think that's a good idea, but... We could do like a, you know, what what, were your top stories or something like that, but we didn't prepare, so... Mm. But first, uh, the first thing I want to comment on is a uh, response that we got from last week's episode. A commenter, Kurt, friend of ours, said that uh, he can't prove it, but he believes that the election, along with the treatment of uh, women by Trump, has acted as a straw that broke the camel's back and has helped to encourage the Me Too movement along. And he says that that is possibly the, the thing that Trump has done that has been for a positive couple comments on there. One was obviously, well, that wasn't really Trump doing something positive that encouraged that. <laughs> Quite the opposite. But um, the Pittsburgh atheist jumped on and said that uh, that he, he knows shit now. <laughs> he writes to his congressman regularly. He, visits, he visited D.C. once. He actually knows who they are and what they, uh, what they do, knows who the secretary of education is. So it's utterly decimated the country, but he's 125% more informed about it. <laughs> I have to agree. I know more yeah. about the government in the, since the past year and a half than ever. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I mean, who I I could not name you another Secretary of Education. There's no way. <laughs> but I know this yeah, one. I didn't know anything about Obama's nope. staff. Yeah, I trusted him. <laughs> so I thought it was an interesting uh, take on it. We kind of touched on a little bit with uh, what was it, Karen and and Jared? What what you guys said last week? But uh, yeah, Re- results of his actions, not his actions. Yeah. But as far as I'm still looking for the one thing that I would agree that Trump has done like really took an effort to do that I would say was good for the country. But only thing we'll I see. Yeah, I, I only thing I came up with and it's not doesn't really work, but he did lower taxes on middle and lower income people, but it was part of a package that was horrific, so it doesn't on balance. And the amount that taxes went down for lower and middle classes was pretty minuscule, so doesn't it's not really a good thing. But it's as close as I got. <laughs> <laughs> Got my ten dollars. Yeah, because I, I would I would automatically counter that with the few things that he's done that have has skyrocketed skyrocketed gas prices again. Sure. Yeah, he don't talk about that much. No. no what no. about where he talks about lowering drug prices while big farmers' stock are soaring right now? Yeah. Yeah. He really talked about gas prices when Obama was in the administration, but uh, after it came down, he shut up about that. And now that's going back up, he's not bringing it back up. That is one story that I wanted to talk about when we get into state news. I want to talk about our local potential representative in our district. Oh, okay. Sure. So, when we get there. Uh, But the first thing I wanted to uh, congratulate Ireland. Two to one, basically. They voted two to one to repeal their Eighth Amendment that banned abortions across the country. That uh, tremendous vote. And if you look at the numbers, it was it was something like the youngest, what, 18 to 25, it was like 80% of the people voted yes to repeal. Mm-hmm. And as you go up in age, it would slowly get fewer and fewer, you know, a, a less win. But even the, uh, what was it, the 45 and above, yeah, it, it was still for, uh, 60-some percent voted in favor. So even- It was a Gen Xers, the, baby. Yeah. Even the people who the the older people who were used to it, they still voted yes to repeal. Yeah, it only went it only flipped when you got over sixty five, I think. Sixty five, yeah. So congratulations. What yeah. kind of turnout did they have? Like massive turnout or Yes. I don't know what the numbers were, but I remember seeing um, you know, not record but very high turnout. That's what we need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they even had people flying back, like people who were who are Irish, but were living in Canada or living in the one guy flew back from Pakistan. Like the tons of people flew back so that they could vote. I thought it was, uh, was pretty interesting. And no Russian meddling, huh? <laughs> well, not that we're aware of. 
Uh, next, I wanted to mention the Sanctuary Church up by you, Jared. Oh, my favorite place to visit. Uh, just one more time. <laughs> There's a little bit more information in an article that is on the Washington Post here, but the one thing that I really wanted to uh, to mention was that, and I had never heard this before, the, the founder of the church, they had a posthumous wedding for him. What? So after he had died, they had another wedding, because when he died, the church kind of split, right? It was basically between Sean Moon, I think, and uh, and uh, his mother. Apparently, he hates his mother so much that he posthumously married off his dead father, so that <laughs> he he could uninclude his mother to that to that extent. Did he marry his father to an AR fifteen, or <laughs> so he's like part human, part gun? Uh, apparently, he married him to a ninety year old Hyung Shil Kang. She moved to Pennsylvania to live with Sean and his family. So, yeah, married his dead father off so that he didn't have to... Claim that woman as his mother? Yeah. <laughs> Wacky. You know, the uh, the all-father there, the new all-father. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think, isn't that what Odin is? The all-father? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I think I'm going to keep calling that. He was on... There's a couple guys on the Milford Borough page who run a weekly live podcast radio show type thing that they Facebook live stream. And uh, he went on that show and talked to them. And they have like 12 viewers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And usually one of them is me when I watch it for like a minute to just laugh. But I couldn't believe he went on there. Like listening to him talk, it, it, it he would be like a dude you met at a bar. Like it's weird. You would think he would be like like just fucking crazy. But he's like, yeah, man. Let me tell you about the AR-15. It's a fucking great weapon, you know? And the Constitution, he throws a lot of history out, too. Back in 1776, the father said, you know, it's crazy, but it's amazing. <laughs> it's also amazing that we have our own <laughs> right-wing talk show. <laughs> so I've watched, I started, well, I didn't watch a full, but I've watched some of their videos that they have on their webpage. And yeah, he comes out and preaches. He's just, he's just a dude. Now, he's a dude in a gold bullet-encrusted helmet. <laughs> Or, or crown because and and the the audience all wears crowns and like fancy gowns because they're all their own kings. I I don't understand the message really, but he yeah he's just a guy like he seems very normal guy except for the things that he says yeah and the outfits yeah. <laughs> I mean he's obviously pretty well educated like I said because he does he throws a lot of history out there. Well, I should say he's good at retaining facts. Maybe not that he's intelligent, but... He remembers things. <laughs> he's learned. Right. Learned. In the subject of firearms and whatnot, he's got a, a pretty strong case built around his church. So if you well, come at him with anything, he's ready to go. <laughs> again, I mean, I don't believe that he actually believes that shit. So uh, it could be that he is pretty intelligent and he's just, you know, yeah. using these facts and figures and manipulating people because I cannot figure out how anybody could buy into this dumbass shit. Well, his dad um, had a ton of money. I'm sure he was well-schooled. Right, but I'm <laughs> saying, like, you know, they pan that camera out. It's a majority Korean people and a lot of old white dudes, you know, sitting there hugging their fucking AR-15s with their little own crowns of, of iron. And, like, I just don't... <laughs> I just don't know when you get approached with this, you go, this makes perfect fucking sense to me. I'm in. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm bringing my gun. Well, I mean, a, a, a crown with bullets embedded into it. I mean, versus the the papal hat, meh. Which is crazier? I don't know. One's yeah, a little, that, one's a little more practical. <laughs> right. That miter's a little bit tall. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a whole thing about humans. I can't figure out. Like I watched this documentary on Netflix. Anybody watched this evil genius documentary yet? I have not. Oh, no. it's it's up there. It's not as good as making a murderer, but it's pretty damn close. And they just come up with a wacky scheme. And I'm like, I cannot figure out if I approached any of my friends with this fucking scheme, they would just be like, you're fucking nuts and just walk away. But they managed to convince five people to do the most insane thing ever. And they were all like, sounds great. Let's do it. Wow. Well, yeah, we've talked about this before. Some people are just followers. You tell them with enough emphasis, they'll believe you and follow you. Yeah. It skewed me, though, because now mm. when I walk around Walmart, I'm like, I look at a person, and I go, I wonder if I can manipulate that person to do something. Like, they look easily manipulative, you know? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, almost certainly. But that's not a good way to be thinking. <laughs> 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 just is my point. True. Are you acting on it? 
No, I'm not acting yeah, on it. You're I'm fine, just man. I'm looking for potential targets, I guess, if I ever <laughs> decide fine, to do you're it. You're just exploring a whole new world that's opening up to you. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> wow, people are really dumb and you can make them do dumb shit. <laughs> Don't be tempted. <laughs> like if you like if if what are you guys like Ian, say you needed eighty thousand dollars for something. You and the family are getting kicked out, you need money. Yes. And you and you're just casually telling me the story and, and you go and I go, Hey, you know what? I need eighty thousand dollars too. You know what we should do? We should dupe somebody into robbing a bank for us for $160,000. Doesn't that sound like a good idea? And then you would immediately have to go, yeah, that sounds perfectly logical. Let's do that. (laughs) I believe that's conspiracy to commit um, bank robbery. Don't do that. It is. But the very fact, if if I convinced one person to do that, wouldn't that be amazing? Would it be more amazing if I convinced four others to do it with me? (laughs) Or millions. As the case may be with religion, yeah. Right. I, I guess I just don't find it that shocking. Do you remember how you one of your how proud one of your unnamed associates was when when he worked with others to convince someone on the internet to to ruin their computer? And I was so disappointed at him, and he was like, "No, it's great." Mm-hmm. I you don't remember, remember that, that story. No, I do remember that. I'm trying to yeah. see how that. Oh, you mean well. I don't how really easy, count the, what, I don't how count, easy it is to manipulate someone. Right. Mm. Yeah, but that was a, like a 10 year old kid or a 12 year old kid. That I, I mean, kids are easily to be manipulated. I'm talking about full on adults. They don't get any better. <laughs> <laughs> They're still dum dums. That's what I'm saying. All right. I'm going to move on to, uh, to state news here. Uh, over in Idaho, there's not a lot of state news, but over in Idaho, I, th- we, I thought this was interesting because we talked about the faith healing, the fact that kids are, are dying and it's just, you know, it's just part of the parents' religion. So it makes it okay. Part of the reason was uh, a coroner's race in Idaho centered around the faith healing deaths. And as it turns out, the, uh, the, the coroner, the person who was elected as coroner there, if it was a kid who died because they didn't receive medical attention, she just didn't contact the police because she just assumed that it would be, you know, they'd get a religious exemption. This so, is the one that got voted out? Yeah, she was just voted out. Thank <laughs> goodness. Wow. And she was there for 28 years? 28, 28 years. years. Holy crap. Uh, and the police actually had said that, well, it's gotten better in the last couple of years. Apparently, that's because the, I don't know what the title is, a deputy coroner had actually been reporting things. She was the one they elected in. <laughs> <laughs> how many, do they know how many cases, you know, how many kids were, were buried without the parents being charged with anything? No. Wow. Holy shit. I have a feeling I'm going to be able to tie every story that you say back to me talking about how people are dumb. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, she would she would be pulled in and uh, apparently she wouldn't alert the police for many hours. They they said that the average might be eight to ten hours, sometimes up to 14 hours later before they were the police were contacted. So by that time, the scene of death had had been altered. The victim had been moved. They couldn't investigate. So. She just, yeah, ruined several possible cases by not contacting the police. Well, how is she, why was she not charged with anything? Yeah, you would think that'd be part of the. Uh, I mean, you would think that gross incompetence on that scale would, would be a crime. Yet somehow it's not. Well, I don't even think it's gross incompetence though. This this was willful, right? I mean, th- this was you know, I don't deceptive in some way. I don't know what it qualifies as, but wow, I can't believe it happened so often. <laughs> you know right. that they're like, oh, this is a problem. Well, I, Idaho, I think, is one of those states where there are more faith-based, you know, n- no doctors people. So it's funny. Without seeing the names under the pictures, it was real easy for me to pick out which is the one that got voted out and which is the one that was actually <laughs> reporting the deaths. Right. It's uh, it's scary to think that something as seemingly significant as the duty of a coroner mm. can go overlooked for twenty-eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably fine. (laughs) (laughs) So Idaho is the home of the followers of Christ sect, which is how we've mentioned them before. They are the absolute faith healer group. They, you know, don't take their kids to hospitals. They don't for for any reason. They just they just pray. Um, So they're the most fundamentalist group. And they're in Idaho. And apparently this uh, Vicky DeJuice Morris said, meh, I'm I'm just going to let that go. Every yep. time. Wouldn't you think, though, that, like, Neighbors. especially with infants dying, that there would be, like, more investigation on the police's half? You would think. Like, would they keep going back and be, or is she just going, 
There's total natural causes, and the doc and the police are just like, okay. She can't make that determination, though. I don't think. Can well, maybe she can. Maybe a coroner can. Yeah, yeah. I, I suspect that that is exactly what they do. Well, the the problem is though, you can be a coroner. Well, at least in this state, you can be a coroner without having any medical background. So what? You, yeah, it, it's in this. Are state, you sure? Yeah. In this state, is a, it is a paper handling position. You organize oh. people and and do the paperwork. You don't actually. You're not. A, you're not Quincy. <laughs> that seems incredibly irresponsible <laughs> on behalf of the state. Agreed. <laughs> but like I said, they they don't determine cause of death. They just organize the process around doing that. I actually work with someone who has an agreement with her kids. When she dies, they she wants the kids to come grab her and drive her across the county. <laughs> The, the border because she doesn't she knows the coroner from high school and she doesn't want him to see her naked <laughs> he has no medical background she knows him from high school and she's like no no that's not gonna happen <laughs> remember when I was complaining like- about my mother before the show started <laughs> <laughs> I think I got it pretty good yeah. <laughs> was his campaign slogan hey I need a job too vote for me <laughs> Or was it, I can't wait to see you naked after you die? (laughs) I hope not. All right, that's really all I have as far as state news. The the next things, they're kind of state news-ish, but they're not really specific to any state. Well, let me throw in my Pennsylvania story then. Okay, yeah. All right, so for three of the four of us, we live in the 12th district of Pennsylvania. And we have a choice between uh, Mark, what's his name? Friedman. Mark Friedman, who is a professor at the Pennsylvania State University in the College of um, Information Science and Technology. Seems like a real nice dude. I don't know a whole lot about him, but I read his bio information. Seems nice. The Republican candidate is Mr. Tom Marino, who has been in the Senate for many, many years. Yes. Currently in the 10th District. Now, whilst I was looking into Mr. Marino, because I like to be knowledgeable about the candidates and not just, you know, push the blue button... Um, I found some interesting information. Now, I'm going to be very careful about how I say things here, because one of the things that he has done recently is, um, and this is public record, so I feel safe saying this, is he has sued an 80-year-old woman and her son, because the 80-year-old woman sent an email to her son complaining about Mr. Uh, Representative Marino and her sus- suspicions about things that he has done. It, it, none of it was nice. She doesn't like him. But it was an email to her son, and uh, Representative Marino has sued her for that. How wait, did he wait, gain wait, access yeah. to the email? So, uh, and why is the son getting in trouble? Apparently, the, the she sent the email to, to, to him. Yep. He forwarded it to a few of his friends so that they would be informed. And apparently one of them made the information public and said where they had received the information. Right. Yeah. And, but what is he suing for? Like defamation? Yes. Uh, he, how could any court would take this? That's a private conversation. Who knows? He's a lawyer. He's decided this is what he's going to do. I don't know if he has a good case or not. Considering that he is suing an 80-year-old woman, I'm not going to pass judgment <laughs> and tender my opinion. I'm just putting out the fact that he has done this. Also, she's not the one who spread the email around. Right. This well, is- Judge Jared has already decided <laughs> this case. <laughs> In September of 2017, he was actually nominated to serve as the director of the Office of National Drug Control Policy, be the drug czar. And in October, um, he was called upon to, with uh, Trump was called upon to withdraw his nomination, and Marino withdrew his nomination a short time later. And the reason for that was a the Washington Post and 60 Minutes reported. I'm just quoting what they say. Um, he was the chief advocate of a 2016 bill that hobbled the ability of the Drug Enforcement Administration to combat the opioid epidemic. And he was. That seems super plausible. Yeah. Why else would Trump nominate him to be the drug czar? Exactly. If he didn't want to cripple that department. Right. And. I thought opioids was their big thing, though. Yes, it is. Oh, it sounds like they're being hypocritical or. <laughs> what? <laughs> or lying. Exactly. <laughs> And um, they also uh, charged that he received a, a rather sizable donation from the sort of pharmaceutical industry to his campaign. So these are the facts that I know about uh, Representative Tom Marino of the 12th District of Pennsylvania. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> and considering his litigious tendencies, I don't want to go any further than that. But that's what I learned. So in this day and age in America, what are we thinking? The 80-year-old woman goes to jail? Um. Mm. I'm I'm looking into that right now. Do we find some obscure law written in 1914? 
about no, electronic no, but, emails. <laughs> no, but I want to see. Okay, so let's say this is this is an example. I don't know if he got in any you know actual legal trouble, but let's say you're a 78 year old man. You own a basketball team. You call up your side piece in a private conversation and say, I don't want blacks coming to my game, especially brought by you. And they choose to leak that information. Do you lose control of your the team that you own? And are you forced out of the league? And are you a national scandal? Or is it a private conversation and is it just let go? Well, it is a private conversation. There's no doubt about that. But there was no legal action brought against him. Then this lady looks like she's in, in the clear. But she got legal, legal action brought against the legal her. legal action should be brought against the person who chose to publish the information. Yes. I, the, whichever. The state laws whichever, might be different. There's any problem. Right. Whichever friend chose to leak the opinions uh, <laughs> of, of someone who is absolutely allowed to feel that way about Mr. Marino and speculate as to why he might not be a great person. I imagine this email really caught fire when it was uh, shown to other people? Yes, that was the impression that I got. Yeah, it, it uh, got okay. forwarded to the Sun, who forwarded to four people, who, and it just, you know, multiplied from there. So this was certainly not her intent. Her intent was to send her son an email. It, it's just amazing to me that his reaction is to, is to sue her. Right. Like, first of all, aren't you supposed to be doing more important shit? Yes. <laughs> and the fact that he would do that is what makes me have paused to say more things about him that I also discovered and are easily accessible online. <laughs> hey, didn't Steve Mnuchin close on an old lady's house for a 36 cent Ooh, yeah, that's overdraft right. or so, she, something like that? It was some. It was in the pennies, yeah. Yeah. So he, he was obviously the perfect person to be at the drug star, and I don't know why he wasn't confirmed. <laughs> the perfect person for Trump's administration. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Well, here's the question. Did he donate any money? To Trump, does he have access to money? Mm. Does he have access to people who donate money yes, that haven't he already does. donated? That is who Tom Marino. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He sends me mailings all the time about how close he and Trump are. Oh well, then I'm I'm just curious. Well, listen, Chris Christie was close to Trump, and he didn't get a position, and so was Michael Cohen. So <laughs> well, you have to really, you really got to step up that money game right. if you want to get in. My uh, suggestion would be to uh, Google more about Mr. Marino. There are other stories that are kind of fringe stories and maybe a little bit of conspiracy stuff going on that perhaps he did not want to come to life. That's all I got. It was it was an interesting sidetrack one afternoon. I'm like, wow, this guy is amazing. <laughs> Boy, we get some winners in this state, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we really do. <laughs> Sacone, this guy, fucking... Uh... Um, What's his face? Yep, I'm almost there. I'm with you. Uh, the all my all time hero, Rick Santorum. Oh, yeah, Rick I was. Santorum. I was like, I know it has something to do with cesspools. <laughs> 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 all right, I'm gonna. Uh, if that's all you got, I'm going yep. to go ahead and move uh, down to the south, specifically the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Previously, they had a president for that group, the SBTS. His name is Paige Patterson. He's the president of the group, and the Washington Post put out an article about Mr. Patterson claiming that he had counseled a woman to not report a rape to the police. Uh, instead, she should forgive her rapist. She, the, the, it happened in 2003 when she was, was uh, pursuing a degree in the seminary where uh, he was president at the time, so he did not report the incident to the police, but they did put the uh, victim on probation for two years. Nice. In for reporting the, it? For reporting it to the president of the seminary somehow, yeah. I don't know what the probation, it doesn't go into the details of what the probation was, like the reason that they put behind it, but yeah, she was put on probation. He has also, uh, there was a leaked audio where he told uh, women in abusive relationships that they should stay with their husbands. They should stay and pray, even if it gets you punched in the face. And uh, later it was reported that the woman, one woman that he had told that came into church the next Sunday, was furious at him. Uh, she came in with two black eyes. And he said, uh, well, he, she came up to him and said, I hope you're happy. And he said, yes, I am. And the reason he was happy, because standing in the back of the church for the first time ever was her husband. So as long as you can get the guy to go into church, it's, you know, it's worth a few punches. So I'll, I'll, I'll quote, if a woman has to take a few punches to get her man into church, so be it. <laughs> <laughs> but what? Why did the husband go to the church? 
I think what did him what did him punching her in the face make make him go? Yeah, what? Well, there's, there's no detail there, so yeah, but yeah, what it's exact, very odd. What, like she he, guilted him into going to church after no. punching her in the face. Like no, no. There's more likely it is. Um, you will not say anything about about what I did to you, and I'm going to stand here to make sure you don't do that. You don't say anything. That's more likely. It's a control. <laughs> he went there to remind her that she fell twice. Yes. Ran into two different cabinets on the way to church. Exactly. Yeah. Here's a little bit of advice, ladies. If your man's punching you in the face, don't go to your preacher. Go to the police. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, again, he's a scumbag, this guy. But also, <laughs> I mean, if you're in an abusive relationship and, you're, and your preacher tells you to stay with him, even if you get punched in the face, if you stay, you're a fucking moron. I I know not all cases are the same. Some of them are really, but I mean, come on. Stockholm syndrome and abusive behavior does not start with punching. It starts with less damaging things and, you know, manipulative behavior. Those women didn't sign up to be an Alice and Max sex cult. Exactly. (laughs) They signed up to better themselves in something called Nexium. It's a, it's, it's a long, slow process, but I'm with you, Jared. I'm saying like, if that, if your pastor is who you're relying on. The woman who slipped a note to her veterinarian that said, help me, my boyfriend is holding me hostage in my own house and abusing me, had more success escaping that than people who go to their pastor. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, that's not very to true. say that all pastors are bad and all pastors won't do anything. There are some very good people out there that would absolutely help you, provide you that's with true. housing and get you out of the situation, help get your that children out. So this is not all pastors. This is just this douchebag. <laughs> And I feel <laughs> but like him. There right, are. But apparently there's more than one person who's getting punched in the face and coming back to him. Right. Yeah. And being like, okay, I did it. I got punched more. <laughs> but he is the type of person, and I'm sure there are many others who would say that uh, God is the patriarch of, of your household and, and man is the, the patriarch within there, you know, within the house. Right. So you have to just submit. Uh, you have to remain silent. So in response... What did they do to this guy when the when the board found out of everything he's been doing? What did they do to him? Well, he's no longer president of mm. this the seminary. He is now president emeritus with compensation. They retired so, him with with pension. Not even pension. He gets a full check. <sighs> he's president emeritus. He and his wife get to live on campus as the first theologians in residence at the Baptist Heritage Center. So they're hiring a new president and. He gets to be president emeritus with all benefits pay and and benefits. So once again, the church just won't admit wrong and just won't be like, you know what, this guy's a piece of shit. We're pressing. Ch- I, well, can you press charges against him? He didn't really do anything, right? Right. You, I don't think um, you can. No. This falls into that weird area where Ian's probably getting pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Should you be able to? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You know, if he places himself in a position as, if you need help, come to me and I will help you, and he doesn't help. Civil suit? Yes. Criminal? Eh, probably not. So I thought the last line of this article was interesting. Uh, it says that the seminary's inadequate response is only a symptom. The real problem is the religion. Mm. Baptist religion is failing women. If you are about equality for women, it's time to empty the pews. Agreed. So on to this Louisiana. Great story. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Uh, the Louisiana tele-evangelist. Man, I can't say that for some reason. This guy is looking for a, another private jet? Yes. Is that? Okay. I think it's I, his fourth, fourth private jet. Nice. Yeah. He's this one your- he needs $54 million for? Yes. And normally, we just kind of gloss over these stories because they're... Every week, there's some other evangelist asking for millions of dollars for his well, And it's jet. been going on for... I mean, it, it's probably been going on forever, hmm. but I mean, as long as I can remember, which only takes us back to like the mid eighties, but these guys have been consistently exposed as frauds over and over and over again. And it doesn't make a dent. <laughs> they just keep coming back and people are like, yes, I should give them money. Good idea. There you go, Jared. That I is know. the theme of this show. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm going to say you could swing it back every fucking time. I mean- <laughs> I mean, this guy has look, looks like gold-plated frames around all his jets <laughs> in these pictures that he's showing off. This is amazing. Yep. Well, and he says, I really believe that if Jesus was physically on the earth today, he wouldn't be riding a donkey. He'd be in an airplane preaching the gospel all over the world. 
This is your fourth I agree, jet. but Jesus is comfortable flying coach. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So, this, oh. so I knew this had something to do with the other guy, because I remember about six months ago, another guy getting a jet for an ungodly amount of money and, you know, saying, like, I needed to get closer to God and stuff like that. They said, Duplantis video comes after another televangelist, Kenneth Copeland in mm. Texas, purchased a Gulfstream jet for $36 million. So he probably saw that that guy got a $36 million one. He's like, oh, I can do better than that. <laughs> this is con- – it's on. This is a contest. Hold, uh, hold my <laughs> cup of Jesus's blood. <laughs> Both of the televangelists – I love this part – defended their use of private jets during a joint appearance on Copeland's program, saying that commercial airlines are filled with – a bunch of demons that get in the way of their busy schedules. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, the other guy said that too. <laughs> something about Satanists being on the fucking planes or something like that. You mean the people in coach? <laughs> the ones that send you money? The plebs. The plebs. plebs. Yep. Does- yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. I, again, if you're dumb enough to give this guy money for his jet, well, fuck you. There's no you're helping. an idiot. <laughs> yeah, there's no help. Yeah. And just like Ian said, it doesn't make a dent so. Right. You got suckered. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, I, I mean, this is on obviously its own frustrating level. But any time I see now, this is actually this is a little worse because this is just you know unparalleled greed. Blamed. You know, I get frustrated every time I see people with significant means demanding that poor people do their share to help out. Mm. Like that's that's what I think every time I see any sort of celebrity hosted thing with you know a a red nose day or something like that on tv when someone up there goes i have a million dollars you have a dollar see that guy over there he has no dollars give him your dollar Mm -hmm. yeah i know exactly what you're talking about people (laughs) i get mad when there's like a big natural disaster and like some water company's like, oh, donate money to us, and we'll dr- and we'll bring drop water off at this disaster area. And I'm like, asshole, why don't you just drop the fucking water off? <laughs> <laughs> why do I have to give you money to do it? <laughs> the only time I give them a pass is when they say, for every dollar you do- donate, I will match it. Then I'm like, oh, all right, fair enough. Or you could just donate it because you're a multi-billion dollar corporation. <laughs> well, corpor- corporations, <laughs> mm, yeah, fair enough. But at least match it. Don't just get up yeah, there and, so and pr- provide your celebrity. That's that's not enough. That that is that is already an agonizing frustration for me to think that there's just some random yahoos being like, "Give me your money. I want to buy a plane." <laughs> this is equivalent to the situation where Ian needs the eighty thousand dollars, right? The family's getting kicked out, and I go to Ian. I said, the, "Your best bet to get you out of this situation is to give me money." And I'm going to buy a new car. (laughs) (laughs) And this is going to help you. Prosperity Uh, gospel. And if Ian were to agree with that, would you two not be like, Ian, what the hell is wrong with you? (laughs) Yeah, probably. Good. (laughs) I hope you learned a valuable lesson. (laughs) I uh, See, I feel like the valuable lesson would be like, (laughs) is there room for another prosperity <laughs> gospel guy in the game because like I could get in the game. <laughs> uh, it's the first thing I thought too. I'm like, what What a waste of my life has been <laughs> that I could have been duping people out of money and flying around <laughs> in four private fucking jets. <laughs> four? What do you need four for? How is that even possible? He's been- Sometimes you got to refuel one. You got to fly in the other one. <laughs> be refueled. What, he said something about burning them up in the work of the Lord. Something like that. <laughs> This fucker paid cash for three jets. <laughs> cash. Wow. And the, the thing that makes it the hardest is, like, if they could just do anything in league with the message that they're spreading, mm. the amount of good they could do with $54 million I know. is just tremendous. And it just not not a dime of that goes to anything other than to line their own pockets. Yeah. I bet you $54 million could, like, eliminate homelessness in New Orleans. What's like a uh, somebody that I know? Probably. Somebody I know that went to uh, Rome, uh, went to the Vatican a couple years ago, and was, came back and, you know, grabbed their iPad, and was, he's, he was Catholic, and got out his iPad and was showing me pictures, and he's, like, showing me these golden thrones and this wall of gold, and isn't it wonderful, <laughs> and isn't it great? And I tried... But then I said, nope, fuck it. And I said, wouldn't it be wonderful if they had sold some of that gold and used it to feed the poor like the person that they follow said they should? And he looked at me like I had a freaking alien coming out of my forehead. (laughs) 
I haven't talked to him since, but I I feel good about it still. <laughs> How could you even suggest that we follow the messages that we preach? That is absurd. <laughs> well, they twist it around and they tell you that the message is that if you are have the super spirit in you, like these guys do, good things come to you. Jesus wants you to be walking around in $500 suits. Right. I, I, you know. It, but it's curious, though, that the, we, we set aside the prosperity gospel as different than the Catholic Church and what there, what exists in the Vatican. They're no different. The message is right. slightly different. The message is, you know, give me money and you will prosper. And the message from the Catholic Church is, look at what God has provided, you know, and is splendor in, in re- reflection of him kind of thing. Same message. It's, you know, look at all we got. The fucked up thing, though, is that these these religious people who are all behind Trump now, mm. and he's, and I'm telling you, it's coming. The economy's going to tank. It's not going to be this year or maybe next year, but it's coming. Sure. Right? There's going to be a fucking blow up. And none of these people are going to be able to donate money to these fucking churches because they're going to have to feed their families. And they're going to see their donations go down. And that's what, now there's no six fucking plane, buddy. Mm. <laughs> Life's going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to move on. Uh, there's another story I really want to get to. I want I want to mention these real quick, though. Uh, there were some wins for the transgender society, people, people in general. So, but specifically in Virginia, there was a school district. Federal court ruled against the school district. It's a win for transgender male Gavin Grimm. Uh, he's actually since graduated, but started the suit when he was in high school. They he he just wanted to be able to use the uh, restroom that. Uh, he, he identified with and the school said no. So the federal court has ruled that Title IX that prohibits discrimination based on sex, it includes based on gender identity. So that, that is a good precedent. Yes, it's absolutely. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a good ca- uh, outcome for him, but it's also a good precedent set. that Title IX applies to transgender people as well. Yes. Similarly to uh, Gavin Grimm, uh, Aiden... DeStefano? DeStefano? I don't know. One very similarly, Boyertown Area School District in Pennsylvania. Ooh. The ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom, a conservative law firm that uh, tries to legalize uh, discrimination against LGBTQ. The third U.S. Court District of Appeals ruled against its effort to prohibit transgender students from using their bathroom at their schools. So in the last week, there have been Two two cases now that uh, and this one was interesting because they ruled excessively quick. Hmm. They announced their decision less than an hour after hearing oral arguments. Wow! Which uh, the article cites as being the judicial equivalent of a hard pass. oh but speaking of a hard pass though, I mean one of the fears I had when you were talking about this was that the school district would appeal to the Supreme Court, but the Supreme Court has already kicked it back down to the lower courts. They exactly. Said, we, we are not interested in hearing this case. So it's done, I think. Yes. Whoa. Yeah. My brain hurts. That sounds like good news. It is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was very surprised, but yeah, the Supreme Court immediately, well, maybe not immediately, but it's been kicked mm-hmm. back. So that stands as far as, I, you know, until the legislators come back and try and, and do something against uh, the, the law as it's written. Right. However. The Democrats are doing what they're – they're actually trying to do something. They are trying to amend the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Uh, there is a new act. I'm trying to – a Do No Harm Act that they are trying to put in place uh, to add on to the Religious Freedom Restoration Act that would say that it could not be – the religious freedom could not be used to justify discrimination against people, including the LGBTQ mm. community. Right. So it's unlikely this is going to pass. However, just because of the- Right. However, if it gets attached to the other bill and they can torpedo the whole thing all at once, <laughs> is that possible? I don't think <laughs> so because the, the religious- They do that to bills all the time. <laughs> but the Religious Freedom Act is already in place. It's right. already been ah, passed. Bone. I like the, the summary from it. Uh, while our country was founded on the value of religious liberty, that freedom cannot come at the expense of others' civil rights. Well said. Yeah. And now, it, if only we can get the rest of Congress to tag onto that. Um, the tide will turn. I don't think we're here th- there yet, but eventually it will. 
We are not there yet. Let me explain <laughs> how far from there we we currently are. The New okay. York Times uh, has recently put up an article just uh, three days ago entitled A Christian Nationalist Blitz. So you remember all these stories about that we've been doing about the In God We Trust on everything and the anti-LGBTQ stuff? A couple times we had said, you know, is there a group behind this? Like, is there some sort of organization really just pumping out these bills because they all look very similar? They all have the same kind of gusto behind them? And the answer is yes. There is a group that is doing exactly that. They call it Project Blitz. It's spun off of the Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation. There's a steering team of four people, and there are recorded conversations on their website, the prayercaucusfoundation.com. They have recorded conversations on there of them talking to Congress people saying, we really want to get all these laws passed. We really want to get in God we trust everywhere. Um, how can we make this happen more? Templates. So, so you've got four people. They're, what they want to do, there are three things they want to achieve. First, they want to put in God we trust as many places as they can. Uh, they want to promote the teaching and celebration of Christianity in public schools. And third, <clears throat> uh, discrimination based on, quote, sincerely held religious beliefs. Wait, they actually said we want to discriminate on our religious beliefs? No, there are the way <laughs> they that would say, be awesome. <laughs> the way they say it is slightly different. Mm. Uh, they say that they want to reclaim and properly frame the narrative and the language of religious liberty <clears throat> issues. I.e. we hate gay people. Yeah, exactly. They hate anybody that is not a white Christian. They're dominionists. So there's a, they say that there's a story going around that the true believers are declining, but their argument is uh, that that is not the truth, that the Christian nationalist movement, uh, the way they see it, it's played a key role in putting President Trump in power, and they are protecting him. So that is another one of their goals, is to keep Trump in office. Uh, they say that in the recording, uh, they say that you don't need a majority to hijack a modern democracy. You just need a sizable minority uh, marinating in its own grievances, willing to act and impervious to correction by fact or argument. Hmm. They said this in the they, recording. They have... yeah. At least it's not super scary. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they've, uh, Are you really in? Because I just peed myself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I feel like when they were choosing a title, do you think that, that was, and they decided to call themselves Project Blitz, <laughs> do you think anybody stepped back and went, phew, I hope Blitz or Blitzkrieg wasn't used by any other Christian <laughs> white nationalist groups and made famous for their wave of destruction? Probably not. Let's go with it. Yeah. You know what my first thought was after you told this story was, man, I really wish I hadn't done that 23andMe thing. You know, <laughs> you've been tagged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the four the four people who are the steering committee, uh, David mm-hmm. Barton, he's the founder of Wall Builders, an organization that promotes the view that America is a nation of and by and for Christians of a very specific variety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, uh, the the second guy, Buddy Pilgrim, he's uh, another member <laughs> of the team. His name is Buddy Pilgrim. That is awesome. He founded Integrity awesome. Leadership, a ministry focused on equipping Christians with biblical principles for the workplace. Uh, he is he encourages people that uh, dominion on earthly realms of authority is a biblical mandate. So he's a dominionist. Yeah. Bill Dallas, uh, he's a convicted embezzler who founded United <laughs> in Purpose, a data collection operation that aims to increase the turnout of conservatives, uh, conservative evangelical voters. He says, he, he was quoted as saying, we have about 200 million files, so we pretty much have the whole voting population in our database. Uh, and the fourth, 23 and me. the fourth person <laughs> is Leah Carowin. Um, on the conference calls, she says that, uh, well, she's the co-founder and executive director of the Congressional Prayer Caucus. And uh, she says that she supports the, the Project Blitz. And uh, she said, we have this window of opportunity now, referring to the Trump administration. I think we're all feeling it. And she encourages people to, uh, yeah, put out there sincerely held religious beliefs and make sure that that they're all public. I think I figured out liberals' problems. Mm -hmm. We don't get these seemingly innocuous names for our groups that have like these 
like freedom touting names. Like every name that you ripped off of these people was like the Nation Institute and the whatever, you know. Yeah. National Review, like, we get, like... The Family Organization for Freedom and Justice. Yeah, we get, like, <laughs> the Party of Reason and something or other. Or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> right, we need and to that's get what a, they're co- about. Like, if you're the if you're the, the, the Family Organization of Freedom and Justice, what are you guys all about? We hate the gays. <laughs> right. Yeah. What? <laughs> so we need to get a name like that, like, the Hall of Justice Group or something. <laughs> but, like, you know, keep our own values in there. And people are like, a oh, Hall of Justice? Sounds fucking awesome. That sounds very pro-America. Also, I just see myself. Seriously. I, but you're right. I, maybe that's the key. Maybe we should start. Uh, we, that's what we should. What's your podcast called? The, the, the Soaring Patriot Eagles for Christ. What's yeah, it about? Exactly. Atheism. <laughs> no, no. You can't what? have Christ in there. Just be like Soaring Eagle Freedom Podcast. Dude. <laughs> What's it about? Secular concerns. Ha! Gotcha! <laughs> so if you want to know more about the uh, the laws that they're trying to get passed, just go to their website. They have a 2018 Religious Freedom Measurement Grid. Uh, it is a interactive PDF, so it has links so that you can look at the, the all these bills, what they are for, and what their progress has been. And there's hundreds of them. Hundreds mm. upon hundreds of them. And they all fall under, like, constitutional amendments, Judeo-Christian heritage slash in God we trust, education bills, professional and business protection. So, sneaky Nazi shit. <laughs> well, but, I mean, they have a, a PDF that is a, a an overview of religious liberty measures for states. It has stylistic notes, and it has templates, and has, you know, examples for Child Protection Act, Clergy Protection Act, Licensed Professional Civil Rights Act. It has, it's a playbook yes. for exactly how to go about doing this for wherever you happen to be. It's right. amazing. Now, could you tell me again about how to find it? Because I just Googled Project Blitz and tried to go there, and it sold me shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if Pat- you go... The, their webpage is cpcfoundation.com. I don't think okay. it's ad-based, so uh, feel free to go there. And there is a first Freedom Coalition Project Blitz. Um, <laughs> See that name? Yeah. <laughs> I will – well, it'll be uh, – there's a link that will be on the website, and I will share it with you now. That takes you to the Project Blitz webpage where they have the teleconferences with congressmen, and they talk about what their their plans. And it also has all the, the grids on all the laws there that you can see. So the, our, our little conversations previously about, well, you know, is this a conspiracy? Y- yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> so is it – since I really don't have the nerve and the willingness to sacrifice in me, is it still wrong that this fills me with so much fear, like that it immediately triggers like a hateful, murderous response in me? <laughs> Like, I want to try to pose as, like, a big donor just so I could get all four of them in the same room and just blow them away. <laughs> Absolutely not. I feel the same way. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm, like, sick to my stomach. Like, those, those, that was a total trap. Those two little LGBTQ articles that you stuck in there <laughs> that were, like, feel-good fun articles? <laughs> Bam. Uh, I was debating whether whether to do that before or after this story. <laughs> Remember, Ian, I have often said I'm starting to feel like you just have to fight the fight with the same weapons that they have. You know, we Ah. always try to take the high road, but I'm like, no, let's just drag them by their fucking necks into the future (laughs) if they're kicking and screaming. I don't think you can. The The old saying, when they go low, we're going to go so fucking low (laughs) under them, (laughs) we're going to be next to dinosaur bones. Nope, I just... Rewatched the greatest superhero film of all time, and it told me that that is never the answer. You can never fight fear with fear. Mm. That only leads to parallax. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) That was just for you, Jared. (laughs) You might be the first person to ever quote that movie. (laughs) So even on on this article, David uh, Barton was quoted as saying with, with in reference to the state legislation that these bills are putting up he said we're not going to win most of these but it's like whack-a-mole for the other side it'll mm. drive them crazy and they'll have to divide their resources in opposing this Aha! so we don't do anything right <laughs> no <laughs> if you do we nothing <laughs> if you do nothing what about they count- just- what about 
What about Project Reverse Blitz? <laughs> where we just they fire off all these fucking crazy laws that demand that religion be abolished and that everybody be forced to be gay and you have to pee in the women's bathroom. It's just, just non-stop. Because as we've learned, Ian, according to the laws in the Senate, which I just can't believe, Mitch McConnell could just be like, no, nah, we're not going to vote on that. Yeah. <laughs> which I still can't believe. Like, they could have 40 senators come in and be like, this is a bill we want to have a vote on. No, nah, I don't think so. Yeah, there's got to be not some today override. you don't. For that, it's crazy that he can he can control that. But I am on board. But only if we call it Project Underblitzen. <laughs> Does it have to be German? Yes. Yeah, we'll get some alt right <laughs> people on our side because they'll be duped into it. There exactly. You go. Okay. <laughs> oh, so sad. Yeah, I was surprised because when I started reading this, I'm like, this is just a conspiracy theory. There's nothing to this. This isn't real. Oh wait, all of their facts are supported and confirmed and actually on their website. Mm. <laughs> so. Ugh. Can we talk about Roseanne now? Sure. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> my final statement would be, if you want to know who to fight against, here you go. These are yeah. the people. Yeah. So yeah. The head of the serpent. <laughs> <laughs> so Roseanne, uh, she mm. made news today. Holy crap. Yeah. She, she sent out that tweet to the president of ABC and said, would you mind canceling my show? And he was like, no problem. She. <laughs> She, no problem. Yeah. As I said to Ray and Karen earlier, this was a week's worth of news in five hours. <laughs> with this, I cannot believe. Well, why don't you tell the story of exactly what happened in case somebody's living under a rock? So <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I was playing catch up today, so I may not know all of the stuff. But she, so Roseanne, I don't know. I, here's the part I don't know. I don't know what really started it. I know what Roseanne tweeted, but I don't know why. Do, do we know? Does anybody know why she actually tweeted what she did? Uh, because she's a conspiracy theory nut job. Yeah, yeah, she loves conspiracy theories. She tweets a lot about uh, Soros and mm. being a Nazi sympathizer, and uh, it was part of a thread. How- so I saw that she had tweeted about Chelsea Clinton and called her like Chelsea Soros Clinton, right? Yes. And then Chelsea well, that's, responded. That's a new conspiracy theory going on. What was that? That's a new conspiracy theory going on, that her husband is somehow related to George Soros. That was the implication, yeah. But yeah. I love Chelsea's response, though. She says, good morning, Roseanne. My given middle name is Victoria. I imagine George Soros' nephews are lovely people. I'm just not married to one. I'm grateful for the important work mm-hmm. the At Open Society does in the world. Have a great day. So she went, total high road. And then Roseanne Roseanne came back, appropriate Roseanne wrote. Exactly. Roseanne came back with, oh, okay, no problem. Oh, by the way, did you know that Soros was a Nazi and sold out all the Jews and took their money? And I'm like, I I don't even, why why do crazy people get a platform? I just, that's what I don't understand. Besides the fact that, that George Soros was nine. At the time this happened, I mean, just setting aside all the craziness, craziness before that, he was nine. Just no. Karen, he could have been a later on Nazi. Everybody <laughs> knows Hitler lived till about ninety years old and died in Brazil, <laughs> <laughs> where he contacted George Soros regularly. <laughs> so I don't. Again, I don't know what Valerie Jarrett did to then get Roseanne's ire, but what? She, no, what she tweeted was that. Mm. Muslim, the Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby, it would be Valerie Jarrett. Well, she put equal sign yeah, VG. Yeah, VJ. VJ. But, but she had right. been yeah. treating about Valerie Jarrett. Everybody knew right. what she meant. Right. Right. Wow. Yeah. Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes. So, one, she's calling an African-American person an ape. Mm-hmm. Um, t- I don't know how the Muslim Brotherhood got in there. <laughs> I don't know what they did to piss her uh, off. Va- but- <laughs> Valerie Jarrett was, was uh, raised in Iran. Yes. Oh. Which the Muslim, Bam! but which the Muslim brotherhood, well, except the Muslim Brotherhood, is not real fond of the uh, Islamists in Iran. That's the other side no. of Islam. Oh, you 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 don't you think Roseanne didn't look that up <laughs> <laughs> before she tweeted that? Roseanne also believes in PizzaGate too, you know. Yep. Yeah, yeah. or at least propagates and it. that. Yeah, yeah and that uh, the Democrats killed Seth Rich. Yep. she believes that one. Uh, but what so after that happened. The fallout I saw was Roseanne gets is under fire. Mm-hmm. She apologized for it. She took down the tweet mm-hmm. and said that she was leaving Twitter. And then I heard that Wanda Sykes, who was a producer on the show, is like, I will not be coming back for season two. This horse shit. Yeah. And Sarah Gilbert didn't quit the show, but was like, look, that 
comment was horrible. It doesn't represent everybody on our show. She's probably like, hey, I, this is a good thing. I don't want to ruin it. And then within four hours, ABC's like, nope, fuck that shit. Show's canceled. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> like, just, I mean, the speed at which this moved was insane. Well, it is, I, I think it's relevant to say, somewhat relevant to say that the current president of ABC is a black woman. So, oh. yeah. So that was. But, she, did she, but did she okay Roseanne? She must have, yeah. Well, that show was clearly aimed at Trump supporters. Yes. So, I, all right. I mean, I don't know what to make of it. It's like you, you, you made this mess yourself. Yeah. You thought but. you thought that she could maintain Roseanne could maintain control over her, let's say, idiosyncrasies, and she cannot because she's a horrible person. Hmm. Well, and and just to be clear, the the apology. I apologize to Valerie Jarrett and to all Americans. I am truly sorry for making a bad joke about her politics and her looks. I should have known better. Forgive me. My joke was in bad taste. That is not exactly the apology that I would expect. I would expect. It almost sounds like she didn't write it. <laughs> well, it, it, she, well, she says it, her joke was in bad taste. She, yeah, she wanted to emphasize the fact that, that she did nothing wrong. Right. It was just a joke, and it's on us for blowing it out of proportion. Exactly. Oh, so she's not a racist. We're just no, we're just t- a we're joke. touchy snowflakes. Exactly. Right. Gotcha. Just, they're just jokes. It was funny. I sincerely think that the first apology was her, because five minutes before that apology, she tweeted, I apologize, period. I am now leaving Twitter. <laughs> yes. That oh. was Roseanne. Sure. But the, the second one was not even good. The second it one was- wasn't good, but I think somebody encouraged her to go back and make an actual apology, and that was her attempt at it. Yeah. Which well, it doesn't matter. Once you Once you do certain things, I don't care that you verbally apologize. No, there's no taking that back. There's no walking back that comment. How can you say, well, I didn't mean to, you know, compare this black woman to monkeys. I mean, how do you back away from that? There's no apology. Well, she she, she could say, hey, <laughs> she- there were some humans living on Planet of the Apes, too. That's what I meant. <laughs> she said, I think calling black people apes is funny. Therefore, it is a joke. Mm. You should also think it's funny. Suck it up, snowflakes. <laughs> yes. Well, the MAGA or, hat She wearing- tried to glaze over that part by saying, Muslims isn't a race, lefties, calm yeah, down. Right. <laughs> yeah, I saw that as well. Uh, we weren't talking about that half of your comment. Nope. <laughs> but they're already rallying behind her, mm. the MAGA hat wearing crowd. And considering the numbers that that show is putting up, I'm willing to bet that another network picks up that show. But Bold bet. I, I'm going to take Fox? you up on that one. You don't one. think Fox would? Well, remember that I don't. ABC would need to sell it to them. ABC owns that show. They own the rights to- Even now? Yes. She signed that? I, I, oh, well, Absolutely. okay. They, they would have to agree to sell it. I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know. I think the best thing that could happen here is if ABC decided to move on, continue the show, just not invite Roseanne back. We can call it The Connors, and they can just say how <laughs> Roseanne was killed while t- tweeting in a car. We, you know. <laughs> it was it was, it was was Roseanne who had a heart attack right before the final season and, and not Dan. <laughs> right. this, exactly. The, this, this comeback first season was, 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 yeah, it was a dream. Didn't happen. <laughs> I would, would be- uh, I would definitely watch that episode. Although I watched the first two episodes of the show when it came back. I did yeah. Yes. Was it fair and balanced? It, uh, believe it or not, I really felt it was. Mm. I didn't. It, it almost portrayed her as a fucking idiot for supporting Trump. Right. In my opinion, mm. the way I watched it, but I didn't see the later episodes, and you know, I don't know how how it progressed from there. But that's what I took from um, it because they had the whole medicine scene where they're like trading pills because they can't afford to get enough pills for. You know, for everyone, for their medical needs. And I'm like, how can you support Trump <laughs> and joke about how you don't have single pair? Like, I <laughs> I don't get that. Yeah. And there was a scene where the sister brings the salad dressing for the for the dinner. And because the sister's a big Hillary supporter. And Roseanne's like, oh, look, it's Russian dressing. You know, like, like, you know, like, <laughs> like there was something going on. Right. Again, I, and the show was, you know. They had the cross-dressing kid mm. and the interracial marriage. And I was like, okay, maybe it's not as bad as I think it was. But the moment Donald Trump took credit for it, I was like, I'm not watching this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and just um, to be clear, uh, she did. She said she quit, quit Twitter. You do know the last time she quit Twitter was 10 days ago. <laughs> so this this is a, a – she did not quit Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what these people are thinking when they tweet. 
Like, did they not proofread their shit before they hit send? Did they not, like, pause for a second and go, is there going to be any blowback on this comment? <laughs> it's the same reason that Trump is, is popular to the 40%. He can say anything. He, when he, one of the truest things he said was, I can shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and my supporters wouldn't stop following me. He's absolutely right. When you can get away saying things like that, you can say anything. And that extends to people like her sometimes. To a, well, to a point. I mean, to a point. She went the, too far. The thirty-four percent that never, you know, that were always behind Trump are going to mm. remain behind her as well. Yep, they will absolutely. Well, good for all of them. Hope they find another show to watch. <laughs> I heard Tim Allen shows get coming back, so they can watch that. Oh, yeah. No, they're they are uh, boycotting ABC. Is what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I'm sure that'll be a problem. <laughs> Doesn't Disney own ABC? Yeah. Yes. I think they'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll get through it somehow. Well, I mean, I think Roseanne was their highest grossing sitcom and, you know, weekday te- television. So they were willing to dump it. They've got some float money they can deal with. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. I think they, <laughs> didn't they just make $1.8 billion last month <laughs> right. with something called Infinity War? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like they're the only network on television that's like professional football. What do we need that for? <laughs> <laughs> Shoo. All right. I did not add this very last thing on, but it's related to Roseanne because it's Tom Arnold. Right. <laughs> it was the best. Well, he's still the worst, but I love yeah. him. <laughs> well, it, it, you know, looking at the Roseanne thing today, I wandered down the Tom Arnold path, and man, as you should, he's a bunch of crazy pants. <laughs> he married Roseanne. Don't you guys remember when they were married yeah. and all the nutty For shit sure. they went through? So, is he full like full on Quaid crazy or no? No, <laughs> no. that's that's some height you have to get to, the, to, get to that level. <laughs> Okay. Well, one thing he's claiming right now, he claims currently that he has footage of Donald Trump saying every dirty, every offensive, racist thing ever. This is from, um, I forget what, I don't know, some television show or radio show. But he claims that he has seen a video of uh, Trump beating on Melania in an elevator. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> so he's got, yeah, he's got a whole bunch of uh, stuff that he, he he's going to be on the Vice Network on uh, sometime in June talking about this stuff. So that might be worth a watch. Interesting. So it's <laughs> yeah. coming up still. Yeah, it's coming up still. Maybe this whole thing is, you know, just a, a push for his show. Who knows? Because I remember him saying stuff like this, like way back right after the election. Yep. He did. Actually, after the uh, the crotch grabbing tape okay. came out, Tom Arnold was like, yeah, he sent us all like a, Celebrity Apprentice Christmas card with video clips of him saying the N word and all sorts of crazy racist stuff. And oh, that it can't was be you know true. funny. He says he, that's what he claimed. He said hundreds of but people. But if he, he sent it out to multiple people and it never came out, he didn't. I don't know about hundreds of people. Uh, Ar- Tim Ar- yeah, Tom Arnold says that um, hundreds of people have seen the footage that was sent around years ago as a Christmas video. He says he wasn't he wasn't going to be president of the United States. It was him sitting in a chair using the N-word, using the C-word, calling his son intellectually disabled. And intellectually disabled is, is in like parentheses. So he said something other than that. <laughs> I'm thinking mm. he was talking about Eric? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I was listening to a podcast today where they're like, no, clearly Don is the dumb one. <laughs> if you really pay attention. <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah, it's true. So I, I would say, you know... Watch out for Tom Arnold. I mean, he might have something interesting. Well, you interesting. know what? If it's true, then do the right thing, Tom, and release it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not that it would make a difference at all, but having it on the record, at least. Did, did you see where he was like, hey, do you remember not long ago when I was banned <laughs> from all things ABC for uh, calling Roseanne a racist? He's like, do you, do you think you could unban me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but didn't he also try to get on her show? Probably. Yeah, I remember him saying like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm interested in coming because he played a role on that show." Did he? Yeah, he was on there like as some side character for a little bit when they were married. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, you know, if it's true, great. Let's see it. If not, oh, this article you posted is from a year and a half ago. The LA Times one. Yeah, December twentieth, twenty sixteen. Oh, I yeah. think there was another article. Ah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. But yeah, so he's supposed to be on Viceland sometime here shortly. It did, obviously it's not mentioned in this, but right. So I don't know. We'll see. It's uh, I I can't. I just can't believe what he's saying because if this were true, why isn't it out there? Like I don't understand why it wouldn't have been leaked to some reporter. Why Cohen has threatened people. Hmm. Mm, just don't get it. 
he can all he can always call his friend uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and have him protect him. So Schwarzenegger <laughs> doesn't like Trump and his crew. No, not That's at all. True. He really hates Scott Pruitt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Justifiably. All right, that is all that I have. Do we have anything else? No. Nope. Nope. Okay. Then that's going to do it for this week. Uh, if you've enjoyed the podcast, there's several ways that you can support it. You can share the podcast on social media. Thank you for those who have been doing that. I appreciate it. Uh, you could leave a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, or wherever you happen to listen. If you want to contact us, again, you can go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash profanearg, or tweet at profanearg. Also, please uh, check out other shows on the soon-to-be-named network, soon-to-be-namednetwork.com. You can find a whole bunch of podcasts for anything you're looking for. Maybe not anything, but quite a few things. <laughs> uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. And until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night. And may your God go with you. Tired of pretending, pushing I was in.